Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi podcast where two black millennials recap every episode of Degrassi from junior high to next class. Because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's jump in. We're back. We're back. We are so back. Sorry for the delay. Um, Sonic was busy becoming an aunt. Auntie Sonique. Whoop, whoop. Can't wait to wake this How's kid watch Degrassi. <laughs> I mean, the real the real point of like bringing up and being around children is to just get them to watch Degrassi. Exactly. Get them to watch Degrassi. Get them to watch all the things that I like to watch because it's all about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, let's be honest, that's the only reason why people have kids. Because they're like, I want people to care about me and only me and what I like. Right. Exactly. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, heads up on the sound quality of this week's episode. I am in my apartment that I have at the school. Like most Chinese schools will also provide their teachers with free apartments and on campus. And because of COVID, they're wanting teachers to stay on campus during the week to kind of take preventive measures to kind of get ahead in case things pop off again in Beijing it's fine it's not bad at all but Shanghai is like in like serious lockdown right now so they're trying to get ahead so that they don't have to go online um, and kind of control everything so I'm at the apartment but it's very very empty and I can like already hear how echoey it is so my apologies on my end but it is what it is I am sure our listeners will forgive you. That's interesting. I didn't know that you had uh, another apartment. You're like Carrie Bradshaw after she married Big. <laughs> Basically, very much so. I have like I have my backup apartment like downtown, like a place to crash. It's where I, I go it. right. It's where I go right. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just like need to write. Yeah. I can't write in this big old fancy apartment. I have to write in this other fancy apartment. <sighs> I know, like, oh. <laughs> I just, <laughs> then, just, she has too many fancy apartments. She's like, it's just not me. I don't know. I have like, room oh for my God. shoes. I need two apartments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I'm doing good. Um, how are you doing, Sonique? And how's the auntie life treating you so far? It's good. I'm a bit tired. I was just telling Lauren, um, I've been helping my sister, but I haven't been able to help as much as I wish because I'm also still working. So mm. um, I, um, during the day, like I help out where I can, but you know, I'm still like plugged into work. So I help after work. Um, and then like at night before bedtime, um, last night he was pretty fussy. So I was up quite a bit. So if you hear that I sound kind of tired, that's why. Also, um, I'm kind of congested because like um, where I'm sleeping, uh, we have to keep the heat on because the baby's down there to keep him warm because the, um, the, it's actually the, my family's basement. It's pretty cold. So we have a heat going. So I'm a little bit congested because like the air is very dry. So bear with me if I sound kind of like a snuffleupagus. Do they sound snuffy? I don't know. But otherwise, I'm fine and, and auntie life is a-okay. He's very cute. He's very sweet. Um, are we, do we have any special shout outs for our wonderful listeners? 
Yes, we sure do. Um, so we got so many uh, messages and DMs and some comments in this past week um, as we took the week off. Um, but uh, we're we're going to be moving and grooving today. So we're going to give everyone a shout out, but you will get a personal DM message back um, from the lovely host. Uh, we have a shout out for Caroline, Taylor, Jolie with a, mm, <laughs> sorry, there's a flag and I'm like, it's either Cuba or Puerto Rico. And I feel like, I hope they're similar flags. Let's, let's, let's Google it real quick. Okay. Um, I think they have the same colors. They're red, white, and blue. Uh-huh. Um, Cuba has like the is the red triangle, triangle on the side with a star it, in the middle. And Puerto Rico star in the middle and blue stripes. Puerto Rico is blue triangle, red stripes with okay. a star in the middle of the blue 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 triangle. All right, so we've got Jolie with the Cuban flag, um, CJ, <laughs> Nate, and Manders. Um, thank you so much for sending us DMs. We love you. We sure do. Uh, we got some comments um, from our Time Stand Still um, episode from both uh, Stephanie and oh, someone that responded that answered my question about which show it was that I was trying to think of. It oh, was the college show? The Real J. Laura. So thank you so much to everyone that reached out to us this past week. Um We'll, I think, maybe catch up maybe a little bit uh, this week as we get through the episode about talking about the aftermath of Time Stand Still. But thank you for everyone that reached out to us about the episode. Thank you so much. Um, But if you're ready, we can jump into the episode. Let's jump right in. All right. So we are in season four, episode nine. Back in black. Oh, yikes. I sounded rough. Sorry, guys. I told you my my sinuses are fucked. Back in black. In the aftermath of the school shooting, Sean has become a hero. When his mother is interviewed on TV, he, Emma, Ellie, and Jay go to Wasega Beach so he can confront his past. Meanwhile, Toby wants to go to Rick's funeral but finds himself shunned by JT and Danny. And this episode marks the final appearance of Daniel Clark as Sean Cameron until his return in season six. Wow, I did not, I couldn't remember that Sean was gone for so long. Yeah, uh, I actually thought he was gone for longer. Mm. Weirdly enough, he really is only gone for like the rest of the season and all of season five. But yeah, I thought he was gone for like, I don't know, teenage me when Sean Cameron was gone. I was like, oh my God, where is he? I mean, where is he? Truly, 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 though, like the idea of, because like, Sean was the heartthrob of the show, especially for, like, the younger people, kind of, like, coming up with the Emma and the Mannies in the show. It was, like, Sean was the heartthrob and the hero and, like, the love interest. And then when he left, it was, like, oh, my gosh, who am I going to look to? Who do I, I look know. to? I know. I, I think that's when I went into, like, full swing Craig. Oh, yeah. Because it was... <laughs> and, and they would, because, like, Craig really had the trauma that um, I really look for in a love interest uh, on a TV show. Um, 
side note. Oh, for sure. Um, I somehow got on a YouTube dark hole of like top 20 moments or like, you know, 15 minute, like kind of like clip together videos of like the saddest moments in like sitcom (laughs) history and stuff. And of course, um, I now have a statement that I want to say that Craig and Sean, they might, they might be tied but both of them together make up the Sean Hunter of Boy Meets World. Um, oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. And um, if anyone's interested, I would just Google uh, all this. It's like Sean Hunter sad moments. There's two like 15 <laughs> to 20 minute videos <laughs> of all the sad moments that happened to Sean Hunter over the span of the entire series. And the dirt that they did him... Like, they did him so dirty. Like, Homeboy is wrecked. I don't know how Sean was ever able to, like, go to college and, like, be <sighs> successful. Because he really, he really had it rough. He couldn't, he, and literally, there was, like, the amount of things I remembered. And then I was like, damn. Then there's all the ones I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, he can't catch a break. Ugh. He really can't. Which is really literally Sean and, Sean and Craig. We'll be right back after a quick break. Um, so in our cold open, um, Sean and Ellie are on their way to school and they find out that Degrassi is on the cover of the newspaper. And so is Sean. Um, it, we find out it's a Monday. Is it like the Monday after the shooting? It must be, or like like the first day back or something. Because I'm wondering if they did like how... a maybe a break from like a day or two break or something. Yeah, I wonder how long. Like, I hope it was longer than a day or two. Mm-hmm. After some shit like that at my school, I'm like, I need like a week off at the very least. And especially like the because like, I'm thinking like September 11th, we had like a day after not going back to school, but. I mean, the, yeah. literally, the shooting happened in the school in the hallway. Like, there's like literal like procedures that need to be done to take care of that as well. Right. Also, like it's a crime scene. Uh huh. You know. So I wonder how long that would take. But anyway, they're back to school. Um, Radich is talking to the press. At press, and this day is going to be like a day of like reflection and healing for the students. Um, but that's when we see the, the the aggressive news like anchor we saw last episode who like runs to Sean and she's like, you're a hero. I want to interview you. And at that point, Sean is just like realizing that people are seeing him as a hero at the school. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. He doesn't at this point, he's like, is he like apathetic or is he kind of like feeling, feeling himself a little bit or putting on? I think he's kind of like, I don't know what you would call it. Cause I wouldn't say he's feeling himself. It's not apathy, but it's kind of like bemusement. Like, oh, okay. Mm. Like people, you know, but I don't know if he's necessarily feeling it, but I think it, it definitely is a distraction for sure of like his actual feelings. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, which is it, like a running theme of the episode. Yeah. It's very much that kind of thing of like, oh, you experience a witness and we're a part of something extremely traumatic and you shouldn't just be this fine. Like it's, it looks, he's obviously kind of going through a grief stage, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's like kind of a delayed mm-hmm. kind of reaction, I think, when compared to the other students, especially Toby and Emma, who are not necessarily in the same exact position as him, but were there. And, you know, I would mm-hmm. say of all the students, including Jimmy, they're probably the people who are most like directly impacted by the shooting. Exactly. Um, though I guess also Spinner and because he, you know, kind of caused it. But right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> he is like a school shooter by proxy Ooh, in a way. I mean, no lies detected. Nope. Um, we're at a counseling session with Miss Sauvey. And Paige is talking about Jimmy's recovery. And we get another shot where Snake is talking to his class about Rick. And kind of letting them know, like, you know, Rick wasn't a monster. This is, like, very complicated. I'm sure your feelings are complicated. Though Toby mentions that Rick was bullied and that no one listened. But a lot of the kids kind of are dismissive of him. Like, Craig is kind of like, okay. So, like, you know, it's kind of... Yeah. The, re- the I think the expected reaction of people who are, like... Maybe didn't know Rick as well. We never saw Craig interact with him. We never saw Craig. Craig wasn't a part of like the, you know, the let's get Rick out of the school rally. I think he was too busy being moody and playing his new guitar (laughs) um, to notice. (laughs) So I think it's definitely like the reaction of like a kid who's like very tangentially related to the shooting and just kind of like, okay, what's this got to do with anything? Like, who cares? He just like ruined everything at our school. I don't really care. Yeah, I think at first when I was watching the scene, I was like, like, maybe like read the room. People don't want to hear this, which I think partially is true, but also like in part of the like processing, like I think uh, Mr. Simpson is still doing a good job of like, hey, like a student still like a student got to a point that he felt he wanted to do this and that we need that needs to be part of the processing as well um but uh-huh. the, the kids were like yeah we don't care <laughs> we're on we're on team jimmy <laughs> rick sucks <laughs> yeah what he does um he was a psychopath <laughs> yeah he does but like snake is doing his best and i think especially since like the show is trying to drive home but like when you know say something speak up which i think is still relevant mm-hmm. like not just the bullying but like if you feel like you are going to bring a gun to school tell somebody if you know somebody who thinks they're going to bring a gun to school tell somebody like, yeah like worst case and sen- not not the worst case scenario but like <laughs> everything could possibly be better than you not saying something you know yes every other possibility is better than like not saying anything and then a kid brings a gun to school and shoots someone. Uh, but yeah, no one's trying to hear that mess. They're like, we don't give it. I don't give a fuck about Rick. Um, which I think is really adding to the the general feeling of Toby's isolation because he's the only one who, know. like, you know, knew Rick and like cared about him and is trying to provide nuance. And they don't want to hear that bullshit. I don't hear no nuance <laughs> right now. Um, <laughs> and also, my frontal cortex is not fully formed. I don't think I can do that at this age. Sorry. I am 15 years old. <laughs> I, everything I process is like what I see in front of me, directly in front of me is what I believe. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Sorry, Toby. Okay. And everyone has perspective right now. <laughs> Poor Toby. Toby is just like, he's not peaking in high school. He made friends. His one and only friend was fucking Rick. And like, no one's going to ever empathize with him until they're much older. <laughs> 
they're, they're, it's going to take like 15 years later, they're going to look back and like, hey, we were kind of mean to that Toby kid. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Um, we're back with Miss Sauve in like the gym. And they're doing this like mask exercise, oh my God. and um, yeah, it's really weird. Uh, Marco's like, I need to believe that. Li-. They're like, I want, I believe, I need. And he mm-hmm. says, I need to believe that life is better than this, which really hit me. Kind of like, damn. Yeah. Ugh. I'm like, yeah, we all, not we all. Um, Sean is skeptical about the exercise and kind of pokes fun at it um, when it's his turn to go, which is like definitely a defense mechanism. He's just like, yeah. this shit's like stupid. He's like, I dealt with this, like. I don't feel guilty. You know, I don't feel weird. Listen, like, I'm I'm a hero. Like, uh-huh. I shot. I killed the shooter. Like, this is, or the shooter got shot, not me. Mm-hmm. So why am I freaking out? Right? Um, so yeah. Sean goes to visit Snake in his um, office. And Snake is trying to be supportive of Sean and just kind of like, you know, I'm here for you. And if you need to talk, you know, Snake's being a good teacher. I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah, isn't he great? Like, he's amazing. Um, but Sean insists that everything's okay. He's dealt with it. He's very matter of fact. He, he doesn't understand why everyone is still like dwelling over this thing. It's like, let's move on. Uh, but there's then Emma comes in and uh, I love Emma is so beautiful, but her, her acting. <laughs> Emma is gorgeous. Um, <laughs> but this is. This was not her. Uh, this was not her moment. This was not her giving what it needed to give. Or... It was not giving. Mm-hmm. It was, in fact, it was taking. It was taking a lot. <laughs> it was sucking the life out of me, to say the least. It was. I think it's gonna become a new thing when I'm ready to criticize the actors. I'm just like, oh, she's so pretty, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> But it's, like, it's understandable, like, her her reaction. But it's just, like, it took me out of the scene for a moment. I was like, what's yes, going on? Exactly. Yeah. Like, the, the uh, emotion that she's trying to portray in this situation is not out of place. It's just the, the performance was not there that made it uncomfortable. And to be like, wait, is this a joke? <laughs> I hate I hate scenes in movies and TV where a person walks in and starts talking like their truth and they notice someone else is there, but it's like there's no way you didn't see them. Like he's standing right at the door. You walk, like you walk, she walks in and she's like, "Snake, I need to go. Everyone's looking at me." And she's like, "Sean." And it's like, "Did you just notice him? Like he's right there. Like, he's like, he's a whole on, human being." And it's your fucking ex. It's the fucking man that saved your life. Like, you would fucking see I know, him in the fucking room. Right. Like, I hate it. Like, Sean is not, like, hiding in the shadows. He's literally, like, he opens the door for her. He's, like, mm-hmm. right there. And she's like, mm. she's like, Sean, you saved my life. Which is actually, like, sweet. It's like, and she, like, cries into his shoulder. And I think Sean is, like, at that moment, kind of, he's, he's, he, he's having trouble, I think, processing like, yes. So the weight of what's going on, but I think he also, I think that scene is like kind of a turning point of him realizing, like, yeah, people are like feeling feelings about this shit. Yeah, it's. Um, I think for anyone that's been like processing or grieving, it's easier to kind of like compose yourself if you're around people that aren't as strongly affected as you are. But right. the, like, moment you fucking see someone that, like, 
it knows exactly how you're feeling in that moment and is also going through that process and grieving. It's like, oh, the floodworks are going. And I feel like this was like a mirror holding up to Sean a bit of like, ah, shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a shared experience. They were Mm -hmm. both there when Rick was shot. It reminds me, I mentioned this movie earlier, I think another episode, but um, the, the fallout which I still recommend. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, we did not even mention that all of the Degrassi is on HBO Max now. I f- totally forgot oh, to say yeah. that because I it's, watched it on HBO Max. It's, yeah, it's the, since we recorded the last, the shift has happened. Yep, it happened. We knew it was coming. So sad. I hope that we, that you guys can still stick around. Um, I wish I had a, like, a promo code to give you to like see this on hbo max i don't know should you maybe write to your senator i mean at the very least i think you guys are not taking advantage of democracy by not writing to your senator (laughs) for us to be the official degrassi correspondents hbo max exactly come on our our listeners have failed us actually (laughs) (laughs) why won't you make me famous um so um but yeah, in the Fallout, which is also on HBO Max, um, there is you know the 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 girl the 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 shooting is told from the perspective of a girl who is in the bathroom when it's happening. Um, she hides in a bathroom stall with this girl who she like only kind of knows because she's like really popular like Instagram like like influencer person in her high school. Yeah, and they both end up hiding in a stall together when the shooting is happening. So like they end up kind of like creating this bond a very unique bond of like these two people who you know when this life altering thing happens to them they they are they kind of lean on each other because they experience it together and it's like a very specific experience um Mm -hmm. and that kind of um the main character kind of gets pulled away from her actual best friend in like a very interesting way because the other best friend is experience i don't know where he is when it happens but like he kind of becomes like a teen anti-gun activist and they kind of have like a, a a chasm in their relationship because she's kind of like in the grief of someone who like was so close to the shooting, whereas her friend wasn't as close but decided mm-hmm. to take action and like what that looks like. I think it's really it's a really good movie. Oh, I'll definitely have to check that out. And like, there's down. actual teens, there's actual teens in it, which I liked because it, oh, yeah. it really adds to the you know the weight of everything but anyway um they definitely are are bonded in that way not trauma bonded though because i know people misuse that word i learned that that's not what that actually means i thought trauma bonding is like oh you experience the same trauma and it's like no actually it's a part of abuse and i was like oh did not know that okay it's a it's thanks a part twitter of, for being wrong it's a part again. of abuse yeah so like trauma bonding i think it gets misused a lot to mean like um oh we both experience a yeah, trauma we're so we're bonded by it yeah, but trauma bonding is more of, like, it's within, like, the cycle of abuse and, like, an abusive relationship where, like, the person inflicting trauma is also the person that you're bonded to. Oh, got it. Got yeah, it, got so it. it's, like, definitely not what what the girlies on Twitter think it means. <laughs> right. I'm one of those girlies. That's what I yep, thought it meant. I'm one of those girlies, too. <laughs> I'm one of the girlies, and I was wrong. Um, so... <laughs> But anyway, Alex wants Jay to come to a counseling session, but he's like, nah, I ain't doing that shit. We better keep your mouth shut. And she's like, okay, whatever. Um, uh, Sean and Ellie come out of the school and the news lady kind of ambushes him again. And she's like, hey, I spoke to your mom. She had a lot to say about you. And they watch um, some footages about 
Um, and she's like crying and she's like, oh my God, it could have been my baby, Sean. I miss him so. And Sean's angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and around that time, Jay's hanging out by his car and Emma's asking where Sean is. Just then he comes out of the news van and smashes the monitor. And in a very Sean Cameron way. And like he smashes it and just like walks away. He's like, um, let's go, guys. We're rolling. Like I'm driving. And they all get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> this is so like teen sitcom. Um, you know, uh, we're all gonna like get into a car and drive to like handle some business emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) In that moment, I was like, this is so unrealistic, but like, why do I know this like trope so well? Like, (laughs) well, especially because it's like, it's not planned. It's very spontaneous. Mm -hmm. And just like one person is in the car who just like kind of got caught up in it. And they're like, you're coming. And he's like, Emma, are you coming? And she's like, Okay. She's in the car. <laughs> I mean, like, i.e. motherfucking Crossroads is literally, like, the oh same energy. Oh, my God. Yes. I love Crossroads. Crossroads is not as bad as people, no. like, tr- talked about it when it came out. Like, it's cute. It deserves its flowers. Though it has, like, a very weird tonal. I wish it was just, like, a romantic comedy. I wish it wasn't, like, trying to go into full drama. Because there's a whole, like, rape story. And I'm like, whoa. They pulled, they pulled the like, Degrassi with an A and B plot with that one. They did. I watched it when I was, like, 11. And I was like, oh, this is, like, heavy. Because <laughs> it had Britney Spears in it. I thought it seemed like a uh-huh. fun romp. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, there's a rape in this. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-uh. I was like, I cannot... I cannot handle this. Like, I'm literally in the sixth grade. Like, I, <laughs> this, this is a lot for me. Too much for me. I hadn't watched, like, 13 yet. So I was still kind of like, oh, like, I, had, I hadn't, like, seen the dark side. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, like, it's going to be fun. And I was like, oh. What? A year later, if I had watched it, I would have been on board. But at the time, I was like, oh, I thought we were going like, to be, like, singing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. This is not what I thought it would be. Um, so... But they're going to Wasega Beach. It's home for Sean. Um, <laughs> Toby uh, catches Danny and JT on the weird parking lot basketball court. and But they don't want to hang out with him. They think he's weird. And they're like, um, basically JT accuses Toby of like knowing that Rick would bring a gun. Which I'm like, JT, why, do you, why are you acting like you don't know Toby? Like, okay, I can understand being weirded out. Like, okay, to- Toby was like totally best friends with like, a school shooter. But to think that Toby knew that he had a gun, like, it's Toby. Yeah. And it's your it's your childhood best friend camp from, buddy from camp, Toby. And I'm wondering if it's kind of like that teenage, like, oh, survival of the fittest. This person is suddenly at the bottom of the totem pole. I need to, like, actively distance myself from them. Oh, for sure. I mean, JT's been on that um, <laughs> social social Darwinism yeah. of high school for a while now. Since, like, Paige even gave him the light of day, he's been on that shit. And it's really lame. It's so, it's so lame. Like, yeah. I get their, their kids. So, like, like I, I understand where JT's coming from, from, like, a child perspective. But it's also, like, damn, like, that was your homie. Like, you guys mm-hmm. were in the trenches together. Now you got a sweater vest and you think you're cool? Like, <laughs> jokes on you. That sort of vest is not going to age well, hun. Okay, jokes we on should you. Know. The outfit's ugly. Okay, 
<laughs> As a former Twitter vest wearer, that shit's ugly. <laughs> like, why are you business cash? <laughs> oh, it, honey. Let us give you some advice, please. As someone who went to a school dance, business cash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to regret. <laughs> God. What a time. And also, why do you think Danny's cooler than Toby? Danny's literally like two feet tall. Mm-hmm. And he's like a great. Like he's shorter than Toby. What is he like? He must be like <laughs> maybe two years younger or one. Like He has to be because they're like grade nine, right? Yeah. They're no. They're are they grade ten at this point? I feel like we've gotten two two years. Like this is in my mind it's almost their I feel like this is their third year, but maybe I'm wrong. Well yeah, because when we met them, they were grade seven. And then was season two was that a whole new year? No, I don't think it was, because I think season two was second half of no. Why am I like fucking this up? Hold on. Someone knows better than us. Someone is like, okay, you guys claim to be Degrassi experts. We don't know what grade they're in. Fuck out of here. I'm going to tell you. Okay. It's going to kill me. Season one. (coughs) Excuse me. Season one, um, they are in grade seven, right? Okay. And season one ends with into summer. Season two, they come at grade eight. Right? Yeah. And then this season... this was another summer one, This the start of season four. Yeah, so they're actually, are they grade 10? I mean, Oh, yeah, JT? they're grade 10. Yeah, yeah, they're grade 10 because Paige and them are juniors. They're grade 11. Okay. Because so they're driving yeah, and stuff. Okay, year, so. Yeah. yeah, okay, my mistake. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so Danny's got to be like in. He's, he's either like a grade nine or probably a grade eight because he's mad short. Yeah. Ew, JT, you're a weirdo. You're a loser. Like, fuck you. <laughs> if anything, Toby being cool, being friends with a school shooter gives him some edge, actually. Right? Like, I feel like <laughs> if Toby, if Toby was anyone other than Toby, he would at least get some like sympathy girlfriends. Yeah, there'd be one girl who's, like, weird and, like, oh, my God. You know, like, Toby's cool, question mark? I don't yeah. know. I guess I guess, I, that, I guess the sympathy girlfriends are going towards Sean, though. Yeah, because he's a hero. Yeah. Yeah, no one cares about Toby. shooter. At least they think he did. Um, but we're in Wasega Beach. Okay. So I had a hard time. I was trying to decide what is the vibe that Wasega Beach gives me. Because I was like, Florida? But, like, there's no palm trees. Um, SoCal? But there's no palm trees. So it's giving <laughs> all this hinges on trees. Um, you know what it's giving to me? What? what I was going to ask it you. It is Myrtle Beach. <gasps> um, teen mom. No, uh, 16 and pregnant when Janelle's like <laughs> on the beach. And she's like, I love to surf. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fucking Myrtle Beach, bitch. Okay. <laughs> because it's like a beach town, but like. No offense to anyone who's actually from Wasega Beach. I am saying this based off of the portrayal of Wasega Beach on this show. Mm-hmm. It's giving beach town, but like kind of trashy. It's like Myrtle Beach is just towny. Like there's no like tourism. Like uh... it's Myrtle Beach in the off season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Myrtle Beach is perfect. I was gonna say like fucking Virginia Beach 
or yes. like the townies of Ocean, Ocean City. City. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the ta- which makes sense because it's like Canada still, so it's like the beaches on the East Coast, excluding mm-hmm. Florida, are like not. You know, as people from Southern California let you know, they're not real beaches. And I agree. They're like, they are beaches kind of like by deep, just like by happenstance. But there's nothing like vacation-y or fun about it. It's just kind of sad. It's it's case in point. People are wearing fucking wetsuits in the ocean. That means that water is way too cold. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's giving, I feel like, it's giving kind of like. I mean, I mean, because I'm thinking Janelle, it's giving Monroe piercing, like, mm-hmm. like, tweaker eyebrows. Oh, my God. It's giving, um, like... Smoking I mean, a cigarette while holding your baby <laughs> at the beach. Literally using the, any, using the any, sand as an ashtray. <laughs> any screenshot of any Janelle's teen mom journey into, um, like... Literally grab any screenshot. Terrible highlights. Chunky highlights. Um, like county jails. It's just bad. It's so bad. Yeah, it's actually kind of fitting. Like Sean would live in Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. He would have been one of um, Janelle's exes, probably. Um, Janelle wishes. Actually, no. Actually, no. I think Jay would be an ex. Actually. (laughs) Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, Jay is. Jay was friends with Kiefer. <laughs> like, literally, the driver of the car would keep, would just, like, I need to talk car. to you. I'm pretty sure that's oh literally God. Jay's car. Oh, my God. She chases. <laughs> I love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> like, that is fucking Jay driving in the front seat. I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh it just got so dark oh my god yes we need to go to Moik's house um, anyway so. <laughs> oh dear oh yes. dear we are in Janelle land um, they pull up to Janelle's house basically <laughs> Barbara's house <laughs> oh, Sean what if though okay Oh, I miss you, Sean. Um, anyway, I can't do it, Barbara. So they pull up to Sean's house. It's like a double wide. And Sean bangs on the door like a cop. And his mom comes out. And she he, like, calls her out. He's like, oh, okay. Like, you miss me? You love me? Like, since when? Like, okay. Like, quit playing the poor abandoned mother role. And uh-huh. she, like, is really sad. And she goes inside the house. So they go to the beach. Okay. And this is really disturbing. They're, like, burying each other in the sand. But they're all wearing their clothes. That is the darkest moment of this entire series, honestly. <laughs> it really is. I was like, worse than the school shooting is all the sands getting in your t-shirt. What? In your I jeans? Mean, whose idea was that? And like, they're like full on, like Emma and, and, and Ellie are like to their necks in sand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys, and Ellie's got like a, like a leather jacket on. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's so weird. Like, they're the kind of people who go to the beach with, like, well, we'll say the beach is the kind of beach where you go to with your sneakers on. Because <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know what you're about to walk on in the fucking sand. Yeah. There's, like, you're going to step on a needle. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, again, this is the Wasega Beach as portrayed in the show. I don't know anything about this actual place because it's a right. real town. Um but Sean is like watching some guy on a jet ski and it's revealed that his name is Tucker. 
I couldn't Tyler, tell you. Tyler. Tyler. It's Tyler. But I I call him I, at various points in my notes. I call him Tucker. I call him. <laughs> Uh, I call him, t- uh, I don't even know. Like, he's all kinds of people. But Taylor, I don't know. He is. And I'm like, damn. Was was Sean, like, I mean, they talk about it later, but it's like, I mean, is, is Sean battling for the hot guy spot at the school? Is that what the fight went down? I think that's really what it's about. They want to be, like, the hottest boy. Mm-hmm. The hottest boy in Wasega Beach. Um, Wasega Beach 10s, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, so we find out that's the kid that Sean had gotten into a fight with and ended up deafening the the boy. And um, but from his point of view, he's like, "Oh, Sean like jumped him." Uh, no, apparently he jumped Sean, and that's why he was defending himself, and he ends up deafening the kid. Um, but Jay's like, "Oh, I would say he owes us, right?" Um, and I'm like, "No, Jay, not not right. <laughs> actually, um, you you deafen him. I think you guys are are even." Um, mm-hmm. what are you deaf and what do you got sent away? I think like you're, you're about square yeah. at this point. So Toby sits by Jimmy's locker and people have left a bunch of like flowers and posters that say why. <laughs> Part of me, like, I, I want to, I want to show up at someone's vigil and just like really make them a bomb ass, like poster poster. With with a why question mark question mark question mark. I mean, it's a question we're all asking. It's like, why mm-hmm. has this violence come upon our school? Mm-hmm. Um. So Toby's watching it, and Manny comes over, and she's like, "Wow, I didn't know Jimmy had so many friends." And I'm like, "Jimmy's literally the most popular boy in school. What are you talking about?" He's. <laughs> they do this right. They're like, they don't give Jimmy any motherfucking storylines, and then. Like, he's apparently, like, the basketball prodigy going to the NBA. <laughs> he had so many friends. Everyone loved him. But, but like, that was established, though. Like, J- like Jibby was definitely, like, the popular guy. Yeah. And that's but, why it was so weird to me that Manny's, like, he has a lot of friends. I'm like, yeah, known popular boy has friends. What do you mean? Yeah. I guess it's, like, one of those, I guess now that I'm thinking of it, it's, like, it's kind of like the uh, side character, popular person. Like they're not uh, yeah. really given a main plot, I guess. Usually, which I guess makes yeah. We just, I sense. think we, we, he's had no plot, and we've just seen him kind of dap up people, and it's like, wow, <laughs> Jimmy's a cool kid. Um, but a lot of strangers left Jimmy flowers, and Toby's like, they didn't even really know him. He's like, you know, and like my friends won't even speak to me, and I'm like, oh. Uh, I wouldn't call them your friends. I would use that term loosely. If you ask JT, he'd be like, that's somebody I used to know. Um, but tonight is the viewing, and JT like has refused to go with Toby, and Manny's like really, she's really empathizing with him, and we get to see a nice moment of Manny just being, you know, Manny's a little sweet girl at, at her core. Um, but we're back at Wasega Beach, and Jay wants to run a, re- a jet ski. Um, so they go up to to the Tyler Tucker person or whatever his fuck his name is. They go up to him to get this jet ski, and that's when Jay decides to do like a really shitty like deaf accent type thing. Yeah, and that's when um, Tucker uh, Tyler I think call him Tyler Tyler tries to fight Sean, and he's like, "Yeah, I know, I saw you. Oh, they think you're a hero. I recognize you by your eyebrows." <laughs> and Sean's like, "My eyebrows are so distinctive. You're right." <laughs> um, he's like, "Oh goodness." I must shave them off so no one will know me. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
the guy taunts Sean about the fact that Rick died. He's like, oh, okay, like, I see you've killed someone now. Like, you know, he's really just being, I mean, you know what? The thing is, I feel bad that he was deafened. But he seems like he was a piece of work, too. I think they're both little assholes, honestly. (laughs) The the two of them together. You guys were both jerks, weren't you? You know, it was only a matter of time before someone got hurt. Mm -hmm. You both suck. You know, they're both they're both the Chris Rock of Wasega Beach. You know, only a matter of time. Someone's going to hit you. Both of you. So. (laughs) Oh, what a time. What a time. what What a wonderful time we're living in. The height of television. Um, Ellie goes over to Sean before he hops on the jet ski and she's like listen these stories aren't really meshing because like you're saying you you was you were jumped he's saying you were you know the bully like what's the deal and ellie just wants to understand because sean's not talking about his feelings but sean gets emotional and he recounts basically to ellie that what happened he's like you know when when i was tussling with rick i thought i pissed myself i felt something warm and i realized it was his blood and he like kind of like is being triggered and like having flashbacks clearly mm-hmm. um that's when he gets on the jet ski and kind of angrily rides away and i was confused is he <laughs> trying to crash is he trying to like drown himself or is that an accident it was it was not clear i was also confused um yeah cuz it's and also like i don't know how <laughs> he I don't, I, I don't know a lot about jet skis, but it just seemed like it's like, oh, all of a sudden he's like floating face down in the water. It's like, <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And it's also just kind of funny, like unintentionally seeing someone anchorly jet ski away. <laughs> so. It's like, I think I just want my feelings out there. It's like the Billy Elliot scene where he like dances angrily, but on a jet ski. Literally. There's just some things that you can't do angrily away, and I feel like jet skiing is one of them, skateboarding, possibly, um, and obviously a unicycle. (laughs) (laughs) Unicycles aggressively. Oh, um, sorry. Is what what it says. Not a unicycle. What what are those... (laughs) So there's these things that are really popular here. They're called, they're like segways, but they don't have like the handles. Oh, like the hoverboard type thing? Yes. You could not do that angrily away. Okay. But like unicycling away angrily is really funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like pissed off, but you're all trying to keep your balance. So it's like. Double time. Yeah. You're going to fall. Um, but so like now he's like lying face down just in the water for some reason. So Tyler, like, cause you know, he's the lifeguard. He's like, well, I got to save him still. Like, I can't just not save him. You know, he's a kid to deafen me. He goes out um, on his jet ski gallantly and mm-hmm. um, he saves Sean. He pulls him out of the water. Sean coughs up some water and he's okay. And they just kind of awkwardly look at each other like, Okay, I guess we're even. I guess we're even now. I guess we're even now. Like, okay. It's like you were you were deafened. I almost died. I think we're good. This, um, is, so- this is very much like, hey, we're both like overly masculine, and it's a little bit toxic. But like, we just got we just got to give each other a look, and then we know we're good. It's like, yeah, we just like nod at each other, and it's like, all right, our trauma has been solved. Okay, got it. <laughs> So back at Degrassi, Manny calls JT out for not supporting Toby. And Toby's like, he's like, oh, he's a, Toby's a geek. Both of them. And I'm like, how dare you? How dare you say either of you call anyone a geek? Look at yourselves. Um, and then. So she. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What is she, yeah. Tell him what, what she says. Oh, 
So she basically blames JT for like leading Toby to end up with Rick because he ditched him. And JT's like, oh, look who's talking about ditching. And she's like, you know what? Now I remember why we broke up. You couldn't be the bigger man. Walks away. I'm like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Manny. Love you, girl. <laughs> Iconic. It's pretty funny. And Jay-Z's like, mm, she needs my penis, doesn't she? Um, <laughs> yeah, so- she did. <laughs> He's like, oh, no. Um, and now she's dating Spinner. Like, oh, God. She's only got cool boyfriends. I'm just JT. <laughs> <laughs> Very much that energy. Yeah. Um, Sean is sitting by the water and Emma joins him. And he apologizes to her about everything he put her through. But she's like, you know, it's water on the bridge. You know, we've, you know, we both almost got shot by school shooter. I think I'm, I've, I've really mm-hmm. had some perspective now on the things that are bothering me in my life. And you being an asshole to me last year is not that big of a deal, actually. Um, and they just kind of sit there, just kind of like, wow, look at us being mature adults. Um, you know, the power of trauma, it really ages you. Um <laughs> So Sean returns to his family's house. His mom and dad answer the door this time. And dad immediately is like, oh, you're in trouble now. And he wants to leave. But the mom's like, no, no, your dad's just an asshole. You know that. Um, Sh- Sean's actually here with his friends. And it's been over four years. We find out that Sean hasn't spoken to them. Um, but his mom tells him that she wasn't lying when she said that she loved him when she spoke to a reporter. Um, she doesn't regret sending him away because she's like, listen, you were like really close to like, going to jail. So I did what I thought I had to do. Um, so Sean tells them that like, you know, what really happened with Rick and he's scared that he might've killed him and he has a breakdown and it's, it's really, uh, really great acting on, um, on, uh, Daniel Clark's part Very much as he so. hugs his family and cries. Um, but they're selling it, but we jump to Rick's viewing. There are actually a lot of people at Rick's viewing slash funeral, which I gotta say is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, they're all adults, though. They're not, like, kids. They're all, like, probably family friends and relatives. But I also, like, wonder. You would still think that there would be enough people that are like, I don't know if I really want to show my face there. <laughs> I'll, um, that's, I'll send this, flowers. Isn't really, this isn't really my scene, you know? Yeah, and also it's like, uh, he did shoot up a school, so, like, maybe I'm not going to go to that funeral, you know? <laughs> I'll catch you at the next one. I'm not going to pay my respects in person at this particular funeral. And I think people yeah. might understand, but there was a lot of people I think I was more than, I was, I was surprised at how many. I know, I thought it'd just be, like, literally mm-hmm. the mom. And like the weird dad in that lumpy suit. <laughs> like, oh no, that's a suit his son died in. Oh fuck, no, he wouldn't be wearing that. Ah uh, shit. Oh fuck. Oh my god. Okay, that like reminds me of something really dark. I'm gonna tell you about it. I there used okay. to be a show on A and E that came out around the same time as, as Intervention or after Intervention came on, and it was called like what is like obsessed or something. It's like people with like OCD. And mm-hmm. there was this woman, and it was so sad. Her husband died in, like, a car accident, but she, like, saved the clothes from the car accident that he was wearing, which isn't that weird. Some people do save right. the clothes of the people, you know, their loved ones that died, but sometimes she would just, like, put it on. And it was, like, this shredded up, like, like, like white shirt with, like, blood on it. And she was, like, stand there wearing it. And I was like, oh, fuck. With cameras there. 
Yeah, it was really sad. <sighs> and, like, bad. it was, like, I mean, she's using, like, a horrible, like, um, like car accident. So the, like, the shirt was, like, yeah. hardly, like, recognizable as a shirt because it all shredded with, like, old blood on it. And she would just, like, put it on over her clothes and just, like, stand there. And I was like, oh, my God. Damn. A- Annie. <laughs> And you're really doing the most with these. I mean, I know. Few few other channels have the cap- capability to exploit as hard as they do. No, yeah, no, they're next level exploitation. It's it's. But but I watch it. What is what? A and E stands for. I don't know. Always something and exploiting. exploitation. Yes, always exploiting. <laughs> That's their thing. Like, that's that's their gig. Um, but uh, Toby shows up to the viewing. He's there with um, with Manny, which is really nice. Um, the JT ends up showing up after, like, Mrs. Murphy, Rick's, Rick's – uh, Mrs. Murray shows up, and she hugs Toby. And JT shows up, and the mom hugs him, too. She's like, oh, were you one of JT's friends? And he just was like, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm like, damn. Like, can you just play along for a second? Um, yeah, but JT acknowledges that, like you know, all this shouldn't have happened, and he's there for his friend, which is nice. That's a nice it, little reconciliation. It is, and it's a nice kind of like, um, like growth moment that characters can do, right? Like, because teens are like, yeah, fuck you, Toby. You're friends with the killer, but or the shooter, but like you know, you should. It, Toby is your friend, and she, you should. That's something that teens should learn, and people should learn. So I like that they had that little moment, right? In the words of Emmy, uh, the words of Emma, he was Toby's friend. <laughs> oh God. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, but we're at Sean's, and he comes back out of the house after talking to his parents. Ellie's ready to go. She's like, okay, like. Back to Toronto? Let's do this. I'm tired of being here. It sucks. Um, but Sean breaks up with her. and He's like, listen, I got to stay here. I, you know, I got a lot of, like, stuff to deal with. And Ellie's like, no, like, don't go. I love you. And Sean's like, yeah, um, I love you too, but I have to go. Yeah, I think also, like, Ellie, <laughs> Ellie's understanding of the of the relationship is like, all right, so I've got the issues here. I self-harm. I've got the alcoholic mom. Uh, lots of burning things going around. Uh, my dad's deployed. Um, you're the stable one. And she's like, all right, cool. You good? <laughs> you ready to go back home? So like, you're over this, right? Because I got some things I got to talk about on the ride home. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, no, I got to stay here. I got to like, you know, I got to do some healing. Um, but he's staying indefinitely. I remember this this episode being teased, and it made like Emma was leaving because it was like someone's never not coming back, and it's like the car driving away with Emma looking back, and I was like, oh no, it's Emma, <laughs> and no, it's Sean, uh, because they all say their goodbyes to him, right? And then like Emma drives, they ride away, and Emma just kind of looks back longingly in the car, this and is, it ends. This is also an interesting um, episode because. I mean, they're they're obviously teasing that, like, Emma and Sean are, like, they experience something together, and they have history, obviously, but it's weirdly, like, a competition between Emma and Ellie of, like, oh, who knows Sean better? Who knows what he really needs? And at one point, Emma's, like, um, like, Ellie's trying to, like, like, she's pushing back against something that Sean wants to do, and then... Emma goes, I think that's what Sean needs. 
or something. <laughs> I was just like, why is she getting involved? <laughs> yeah, I do feel bad for my girl Ellie because like Ellie found like someone who understood her, and then like immediately like and she like moved in with him, and then like he's like, okay, I have to go back to a Sega Beach. <laughs> Good luck with that rent, hun. <laughs> Sorry, babes, but um. I gotta start sort, sort some shit out with Sega Beach, so um, I'll see you never. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like you, my alcoholic parents. Wait, so the alcoholic in Sean's family is the dad or both parents? I thought it was both of them. Me too. So are they like sober now? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, wait, because I'm, wait, I don't wait, know wait, if, wait. like, because you're dealing, you're dealing with the trauma of thinking you killed someone, so you're gonna move in with two alcoholics. Yeah, I was like, that's not a good choice. But maybe in Sean's mind, he's like, well, they didn't burn down their house, so it's better than Ellie's mom. It's not that bad. Ooh, maybe. Damn. Um, but song choice. What did you end up going with? I chose, because we're in the um, beach setting of it all, um, I went with a Orange County, uh, OC, Southern California sounding band of the early 2000s. (laughs) If you know, you know, like they all sound the (laughs) same and they all came out of Southern California. Um, But I chose one of my faves, Yellow Card from their Ocean Avenue album, uh, Back Home, which is a good one. Nice. Yellow card. Um, I don't think we've chosen this song, the one that I chose. Mm-hmm. Have we done Goodbye to You by um, Michelle Branch? Oh, I don't think so. We've done right? <laughs> almost every other hit of Michelle Branch. But... Which is like two other songs, honestly. Let's uh-huh. be real. Let's be real here. Um, okay, so then I chose Goodbye to You. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, we're saying goodbye to Sean, and like no. you know, Ellie's gonna listen to that shit when she gets home. Oh, you fucking and cry. know it. Oh, my girl. Yeah, I feel bad for her, but that's enough feeling sad for Ellie. Are you ready to do the next episode? Yes. <laughs> um. It so it's episode ten: Neutron Dance synopsis. The recording deal downtown Sasquatch 1 is about to expire, but the band is nowhere near good enough. When Craig asks Ashley to join the band, it angers the other members. Meanwhile, Paige develops a crush on Matt Oleander, the teaching assistant. Mm -hmm. Now, I just want to preface this episode by saying I mentioned that I was going to have a mature and... um, aged understanding of how this show comes across but um i'm i mr o can still get it really like because it's not i think because it's just this episode i like i haven't i can still like allow myself to like be in my like teen memories of like lusting after him and his like young te- a young teacher self but i think after this episode the reality is gonna have to hit me interesting you know even when this was on i didn't find mr oleander hot i thought he looked greasy uh, like I guess not I, in a good way 
Okay. I guess there's, I think, I think I watched this <laughs> right after I was on, I was, it was after the Sean Hunter um, YouTube series that I was watching and he has very much a wavy Sean Hunter hairstyle um, that was really doing it for me. And um, he was still being professional as a t- student teacher. So in my mind, I'm like, he's okay. Nothing is wrong with this yet. <laughs> so. Oh, that's definitely for sure. When I was, when I was watching this at the time, I, I did not see what was wrong with this relationship. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, like he's a student teacher. So he's only a few years older. And like, honestly, the age difference, I don't know how old he's supposed to be like 20. Which I think is a it's pushing it. Mm-hmm. A sixteen year old and a twenty year old. I'm like, oh, it's not great. Oh, I don't know what the age of consent is or like like legal age in Canada is because I know they start drinking at like eighteen. I don't know if that affects it, but like, yeah, I think in my in my head as a kid, I was like, oh, well, like if he just wasn't her teacher, it'd be okay. But I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, like it's. It's it's something I'm gonna have to work through. But um, for this episode, I was like, Mister. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So our cold open for this episode, the band is practicing because their recording prize is coming up. But Jimmy is not there, obviously, um, and tensions are very high among the members because Ash is there on the keys, and we haven't. Again, they do this with Ash all the time, like that she's kind of like pops into like scenarios and she's supposed to have been there for a while. Um, and it's obvious that Marco and Spinner are not happy um, that she was placed into the band without kind of like a discussion about it. No, they are not. Yeah. Ado Spinner already kind of doesn't like, um, like he's a dislike. Ashley, but he's always been kind of like, ugh, Ashley, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, yeah. he fucked over um, Jimmy. She fucked over Jimmy um, when she took ecstasy. And he's never gotten oh, over yeah. <laughs> Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah, he really is in his feelings, like, mm-hmm. still. You Babe, know, get over it. he holds a grudge. He really does. Um, So our first scene is in media immersion class, and Paige and Hazel are talking, and Paige is just kind of like rambling on about something about gum that she found in the room. And then Paige realizes that it's Hazel, Jimmy's boyfriend. This is the first episode after the shooting. Like, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I haven't even asked you how you're doing. Because um, she's obviously not her normal kind of emotional or ha- happy presenting self. Yeah. Um, and Hazel's just honest. She's like, you know... I'm I'm getting by. I'm getting by. I don't really know what she says, but she basically just goes like, "I'm not good, but you know, Jimmy's alive." Yeah, yeah. Um, she's definitely taking it like one day at a time. Yes, um, but she is happy because, um, or she's she's <laughs> a little positive because the school has offered some outlets for students um, to process things. And she's been going to the yoga after school. Um, and Paige is like, oh, okay, whatever. Are you going to be like a yogi now? Um, oh my God. Remember when like, this is before yoga just became so popular. Like yoga is such a 
it's just like a thing people do but like this is the era i think because in like this kind of early to mid 2000s eras when you also get a lot of like kind of like a resurgence of what thing, things are people consider new age but like mm-hmm. yoga is not new age it's just like it's part of like a lot of like hindu culture and stuff but like yeah. uh, this is the age of like like madonna doing kabbalah and like <laughs> kind of like it's so, like yoga and like pilates was like oh like this cool like california type bullshit <laughs> Yes, I mean, like, did you watch? It's like, oh, what are you? What are you vegan? Like, what? <laughs> did, I was literally saying, did you watch Bad Vegan on Netflix? Yes, I it's, I didn't finish it, but yes, I did start it, and it's like that same era. Yes, exactly. It's that same era of like every like the again some like all of a sudden like white celebrities are like catching on to like an ancient practice for like people yeah. of colors <laughs> like national um you know ancient history and white it definitely is like the kickoff of like kind of like wellness culture as we know yeah. it like mm-hmm. you know gwyneth paltrow exists because like people like bad vegan also existed exactly oh, yeah shit. oh my god i mean what if the bad vegan did not end up like she did she could have been the gwyneth paltrow and oh, not for sure. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I there definitely is like a pipeline there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Paige basically changes her mind very quickly about yoga because she realizes Mister O, who shows up to the classroom to give a lecture about something in media immersion, and he's the teacher of yoga class, and Paige is interested in yoga now. Yes, because hot full teacher. Exactly. Which is relatable. I mean, like, I don't yeah. think Mr. O is cute, but, like, I could see being like, oh, I just, like, want to be, you know, we've all had a crush on a teacher. It's not, and like, I think a crazy thing. And I think about, think about the actor that plays Mr. O as well, as well as everybody in Degrassi, is, like, he was, like, normal hot. Like, not, like, Hollywood hot, but, like, normal hot. Where it's like, oh, my gosh, like, this person could work at my school. <laughs> That's true. And I think especially when you're that age, like, the standard of which you consider a teacher hot is pretty low. Just because, uh-huh. like, everyone's old and, like, not hot. Like, you know. So, like, all it took was just being it, below the age of 30, honestly, to be like, oh, my God, he's hot. It, like, and, he's and literally, a, like, and that. attractive. But, like, mildly, you don't have to yeah, be that just, good looking. Yeah, just, which is like, just, because, like, yeah, you're, like, he could be, like, a six. And it's, like, oh, my God. He's so yeah. hot. And it's, like, not really. You're just 14. Yes. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. Um, we get a scene at the hospital, and Jimmy is awake, and he's chatting with Craig. Um, and... <clears throat> And Jimmy is like, listen, I got nothing to do but sit in this bed up all day and think about the drama of your lives. And he's like, so why is Ashley really there at band practice? Because he knows how Craig is with his lover boy act. And <laughs> this is, um, what did he say? He said, he's like, I might be crippled, but I'm not stupid or something. Yeah. But he refers to himself as crippled, which is this episode and last episode, we're kind of getting the hints that Jimmy is has, is not walking right now and may never walk again. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, we get to yoga class and Paige and Marco are checking Mr. O out. 
Um, which this is, we're entering into the Paige and Marco like BFF age, and I love it so much. I do love this period because like they've been friends, but this is like they definitely are leading into like kind of like gay BFF thing. Yes. Like with her, she's like the hot popular girl, and this is like her gay Bezzy. Yes. Um. Oh and- yeah. By the way, I say I say Bezzy now, in case you're wondering. It's not <laughs> Bezzy. I'm. I've decided to say Bezzy. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, all right. All right. You know, we all have our vices. And, you know. <laughs> so the Bezies are checking out Marco and, or Mr. O. And um, Mr. O's walking around, kind of giving them, getting them through the poses. And he adjusts Paige, like her shoulders or something in one of the poses. And Paige thinks that he's flirting. Um, so we get to band rehearsal in the next scene. And Ash and Craig are there. And they're vibing about some music. They're having like a musical... I wrote down Ashley Simpson and Ryan Cabrera time. Like, they're having a moment, the two of them. Oh, for sure. You know, they're just, like, they're, like, that couple that's, like, really annoying to be around, though. Because, like, they both have such, like, niche interests. Like, they're, like, really, they don't just listen to me. They're, like, really, I'm, like, no, I'm, like, really into music. And it's, like, we get it. Like, everyone loves music. But, like, no, I'm, like, really into it. I'm, like, okay, fuck you. But, like, they're, like, really into it. So when you, like, hang out with them, they're just, like, talking about, like, obscure bands. And you're, like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, and they purposely do like, that like rapid fire going back and forth about like oh but like the the um the acetone martyrs and like oh but like i love i love like they're they're i have them on vinyl yeah i also have like a uh, light bulb light bulb uh closet and they're like oh yeah like their their work with that with with james uh wood woodhouse was like so deep i'm literally just looking at the things in the room and just naming but things. those are actual band names and we know it <laughs> I just I'm literally I'm literally doing the anchorman thing where I'm just naming stuff I see. <laughs> like a bottle of acetone, light bulb. <laughs> Listen, you fucking know a closet? You fucking know that they would they are this is this is the original hipster, right? Like this kind of mentality. Oh, it, this, well this is the period of when like the whole hipster shit like really it's beginning like Mm -hmm. like the whispers like they kind of like if you were emo you transition into hipster eventually like in your college years yeah and they're like at that phase so they're really leading into the kind of like oh like you just like oh like you you just like you guys like don't know like you might have never heard this band but like they're kind of like you know like underground i'm like fuck you (laughs) fuck you okay (laughs) i i downloaded we belong together by mariah carey Mm. on my nano so leave me alone I would love to see what your what pops up in your shuffle, ma'am. Okay, I know. Yeah, you got... I bet you. I bet you. Don't you is in there? You fucking that know that sounds it. great. It's you, catchy. You fucking know, and they love the black eyed peas. Like that's their guilty pleasure. I know. <laughs> they know all the words to my humps because I do. I mean, I I owned uh, their whatever that elephant album was. Oh, I think it's like Ella Funk or something. Yes. <laughs> is it like, oh, is it like something like that? It right? was, yes. Oh my God. Is that what it was called? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh 
Yeah, it is Ella Funk. Wow, I really like. I I was guessing, but I was right. <laughs> oh God. Well, yeah. we've got their number one fans, Ash and Craig, and they're vibing on a musical level. But Marco doesn't care. Um, he's annoyed. Spinner shows up with Manny, and I'm like, Spinner is out here like destroying the universe. Like I know Spinner's so messy. <laughs> so he's with there with Manny, and Manny calls him Sticks, which I'm like, Spinner is suddenly having like a midlife crisis. I don't know what the fuck this is. Like, yeah, it's like I he's like in that post breakup of like Paige does not know who he is. Oh my god, yes, he is like a re- divorced dad basically, yes. and like a, a, a young girlfriend, and she calls uh-huh. him Sticks because he plays the drums, and he Duh. of course makes a mistake with trying to refer to something, and he calls her Amuse. Um, she's my Amuse, and of course he's misnaming her. And yeah, because Spinner's a dummy. Yep. If you haven't, if you haven't noticed, he's kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get to the movies, and Paige and Alex are working, and they're talking about Mister O. And you know, Paige is kind of talking about like, oh, like I feel like he was flirting, and you know, like, and I think at one point, um, oh yes, he comes up to the stand because he's quote-unquote, happens to be in the movie theater. Um, <laughs> and, um, this is there, I go through waves where I'm like, oh my gosh, Mr. O, but this is one of those moments where I'm like, ew, you're gross. Yeah. He, and he, he shows up to say hi to his favorite yoga student. And of course, the, as a teen, you're like, oh my god, he fucking cares. But as an adult, I'm like, this is bad. This is bad, 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 Which bad, is, bad. It's, it's funny that Alex doesn't say it. You know, Alex um, encourages it. And I wonder, like, I feel like Alex, so obviously Alex is the kind of, you know, the bad girl. But Alex has shown that she has, like, sense. Like, she's not dumb. I'm surprised she was, like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I'm surprised she wasn't, like, um, okay, weird. I feel like she would be, like, that's weird. Like, I, ew, creepy. Like, I think she would be, she wouldn't be, like, yeah, like, he likes you, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I was kind of surprised as well. But then I was like, oh, Alex is very much the type of bad girl that would be like having an older boyfriend. Like she would live with an older boyfriend who was in college and then realize later in life that it was like really bad. But like in the moment she was like, oh, he's like, he's like hot. He's mature. I'm mature. Like this is good for me. Oh, yeah. No, but I don't think Alex... uh has an issue with the age. I think she has an issue with him being a teacher. I think she'd be like, oh, like, oh, ew, yeah. you creepy teacher. I think she would be kind of, I don't know. But anyway, you know. Yeah. Um. So we're at the library and Spinner is complaining about Craig and Ash um, to Marco. And it looks like Liberty is about to interview them for the school newspaper. So um, everyone's there, the whole band, and Liberty is interviewing them, but Ash and Craig are the only ones answering and talking in front of the, um, over the interview to Liberty. And they're also like sitting blatantly in front of Spinner and Marco, uh, not even letting them like face Liberty. Um, not even. Like they're literally like peeking over their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And 
Spinner and Marco Domi get a word in, and then finally when Liberty takes a picture, uh, Spinner and Marco are basically pushed out of the frame. Yeah. Also, that interview is so short. Because <laughs> after it happens, Liberty is like, okay, great. I think it's going to be a great article. I'm like, no, it's not. You like ask them four questions, and we're like, and all their answers were just like, it's like, what's your name of your band? Down on Sasquatch. Uh, what's, what are your plans? We're just going to keep going up. What are your influences? Oh, so many influences. And she's like, okay, great. <laughs> listen, Liberty's a, she, she did all the research. She, she's like, listen, whatever you could tell me, I already know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the hell are you going to write, girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have like four bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those little, uh, pop-ins that the yearbook would always have when it'd be like. It'd be a question, and then they would interview different people about what their answer was, and then stick it on the side of the yearbook page. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, that's what it is. <laughs> I got the uh, scoop. <laughs> she, she's a journalist, hon. She, she uses a full-on typewriter, I'm sure. Yeah, I love thinking that Liberty is, like, the music, like, um, column of the school. She's, just, like, going to all these shows. I mean, she's like a Christina Ricci and Prozac Nation. She's like, I'm just writing about Lou Reed. And it's like, girl, what are you talking about? You're on Molly. I know. <laughs> and also, like, jokes on us for thinking that Liberty would be like knowing anything about music like this. No, no. She goes to the opera. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in class and Marco and Spinner are confronting Craig about the band and Ash's presence. And they basically are like, listen, here's the ultimatum about Ash. Either, you know, like you tell her that she's out or we're going to tell her. Um, we get to the hallway and Craig sees Ash and they're having a very like, like, <laughs> in my mind, it's like the <laughs> from Pen 15. <laughs> like is playing in the background. Like it's obviously like they're having a romantic moment. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Craig is trying to tell Ash what he needs to tell her, but he's obviously smitten. And instead of saying anything, he ends up kissing her. <laughs> and yeah, she doesn't. It's it's not like a Craig, get off me. But she kind of is like confused, looks at him and then eventually walks away. And yeah, Craig it definitely is like, it's like a weird moment. Yeah, it's very much like a. Oh, she she must not feel the same way, but it's obviously vague on purpose, you know? Yeah. Um, we're at the dot, and Craig is, like, he is feeling himself. Because what, what, what Craig loves to do is to uh, make big gestures and then instantly assume whatever he thought is the reality is true. <laughs> yes. And he's telling um, Marco and spinner about you know like oh like ash like we're back together and you know like everything's good like we just have such a big connection and they're obviously like why the fuck was she like why would she behave that way if you fired her and then they're like fuck you didn't be fired did you you didn't tell her at all and she's like and he's like i couldn't we just kissed like we're back together (laughs) That would ruin the whole, like, kiss, you know? Exactly. 
Um, we get to yoga and Paige is uh, looking for the attention that she was getting last class because again, he, um, she's obviously the favorite yoga student. Um, but he's, the way it's edited, it looks like that she, he's blatantly ignoring her. Um, for Heather Sinclair of all people. And we actually kind of see her. Yeah, like her face is covered because her arms are up, but like we see the most of Heather Sinclair than I think we ever do. I know. Um, like we know she has chunky highlights. Yes. <laughs> we, we know lots of things, but we've never actually seen her until today. Yeah. Um, but after class, Paige overhears that Mr. O is making fo- making plans over the phone um, to meet at Barcraft with Charlie. Right? Is Charlie, that's the name? Yeah, and he like says Charlie, so they purposely choose like an ambiguous name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Paige is like, "Ooh, I know where I'm going tonight." She's like, "That was like totally like a message to me. He wanted me to know. That was <laughs> for me." She's like, oh, gosh, "Girl, I'm going through a lot." To... She's like, "I don't want to go to a bar right now. My boyfriend's in the hospital because he got shot just yesterday." <laughs> exactly. Remember, <laughs> like... remember the school shooting that happened last week? Oh God. So uh, we're at Ellie and Sean's old place, and Ellie is packing up her stuff, and and this is when Ash is recapping the kiss with Craig to her, and um, (laughs) Ash is kind of optimistic, and she's like, you know, he's different, like, we're connecting again, but... (laughs) Ellie is like, listen, hon, I am not the one to be hearing this. I'm literally packing up my life with that I had with this man, my live-in boyfriend. We had a fucking child together, our ferret, and he left me. <laughs> yeah, he, he left, left me. me with the rent. Mm-hmm. And left me with the rent. Up. I had that that student welfare check was what was getting was keeping us going. Now the student is gone. Now what? <laughs> exactly. Like. <laughs> Uh, I loved him. He sucks. I would love if, like, the next storyline was, like, Ellie doing, like, student welfare fraud. Oh. To keep the checks coming in to, like, pay her rent. That would track. I mean, that would be a plausible, like, storyline. Yeah, why not? Like, listen, I want to keep this apartment. I want to move back with my mom. (sighs) Yeah. So, um, we're at... I think this is the dot. They're at some sort of cafe. Craig and Ash are together. And uh-huh. um, Ash be- has a very mature moment. She's like, hey, Craig, you know, I think we should talk about what happened. And, you know, I think that, you know, this thing we're feeling is just um, us reaching out for something familiar because of the shooting. Which I was like, damn. She's been going. To- I feel like she's been to therapy for a long time. Oh, for sure. I mean, she has a very supportive family. So, like, they put, she's been in therapy since she was like five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, she's been um, working on that emotional maturity for a long time. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, she seems a little bit skeptical. Like, she's kind of like, she's saying that, but she's, she's possibly open to getting back together. Yeah. Um, we're at the bar at Barcraft and Paige and Hazel are in line. They have fake IDs. Um, and you know, they're just kind of like classic scene of like, oh, we're in line. Like, do you think these IDs will work? Like, let's test out your knowledge. Do you know what year we were born? And 
you know, all that. And it's like, why wouldn't you like um, have practiced that? Good question. But that would be me. I never had a fake ID, but like, I feel like I would be that person that's like ill prepared. Yeah, I never had a fake, but I did use my cousin's ID, who mm-hmm. like looked nothing like me, but white people were racist, so they just saw a black hey. girl, and they were like, that's you. And I'm like, that's <laughs> clearly not me. But I got to drink, so I didn't care. I was like, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'm okay with this kind of racism. <laughs> exactly. This is this is just a percentage of the reparations I deserve. I know. <laughs> So we're at the garage and it's the last rehearsal before the recording and Manny is on tambourine um, because, I mean, that's very much like Manny energy. She's, she's the, she's the girl that's going to break up the band, you know? Yeah. She's, she's the Yoko. She's definitely like the girlfriend of, but Uh like, you know, I I do think of course Yoko doesn't, doesn't, you know, not get, gets that, that reputation. It's unfair. But yeah. she is like, oh, I'm like to be the fun girlfriend with the tambourine. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, Marco is like, all right, so this is how the game we're playing. So, you know, Spinner puts her on tambourine. Marco brings an accordion. And um, they're basically like, all right, one, two, three. If you're not going to tell her, then this is this is what our sound is going to be. Um, yeah, because their whole thing is like, well, since you want to do whatever you want, like, we're uh-huh. going to do whatever we want, you know, so yeah. get with it, babe. But uh, Craig is like in between a rock and a hard place. And so they just they play it out and rehearse. And it sounds terrible, obviously. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I like this polka version of that song. I think without the tambourine, it would have sounded better. And if they had like if they if they if they would have worked through it, they could have had a unique sound. But. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, we get to the bar, and uh, Paige and Hazel get in successfully. Um, and but also, I was like, oh right, they just need to try to get by two years, eighteen instead of twenty one. So that probably helped. Oh yeah, big time. Um, and they see Mister O at the bar, so Paige. <laughs> The confidence that Paige has, I mean, if I just had an ounce of it. I mean, she's going to go far in life because of that. Because oh, she yeah. is just so like, listen, like, I know who I am. I'm getting into this bar. It's like, the, I mean, like half of getting into a bar when you're underage is the confidence. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> she has the confidence to stroll up to the bar. That is something that I really only, I gained this this skill only in the last few years of my life about being able to walk <laughs> up to a bar and like order a drink. But she's like, hey, I didn't know you came here. I love coming here. Do, can I buy you a drink? And I'm like, this girl. <laughs> is 16 and is asking to buy this man a, a drink. And also like, I would actually be afraid to approach him because I'm like, he knows I'm underage. Uh-huh. So what if, what if he like, but I guess she's like, no, he loves me. Like he won't, he will not rat me out. Like he wants me. Right. Because in my head, I'm like, he's going to see, like, if I saw a teacher at the bar about their underage, I would hide. I'm like, he knows I'm not of age. I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's seen in Sleepover when oh they go to the club yes! and they see their teacher. <laughs> You know, I fucking love that movie. Um, yeah. It's really dark when you think about it. It's very, it's very dark. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's also, it's like, again, where this is a moment in this kind of 
uh, storyline that will continue with Paige and Mr. O that it's like, it's, it's not full on, not full on, but like a kind of like very black and white. Mr. O is like grooming and like, um, and like, uh, approaching Paige in this way. It's like Paige is approaching him and then like yeah. she's mature, she's confident and like has this thing that like can attract I'm putting air quotes in here, like attract oh, yeah. Mr. O and like it. a I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. It's like I definitely know you're not you're not agreeing with this sentiment. This is what this is what the writers are trying to tell us, which is like right. it's like, you know, it's the problem with this relationship is that he's the teacher, but really it's not a problem because Paige is like the aggressor. And it's like no. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like this it's this thing of like, oh like Against all odds, they found love. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, this is like, yeah, this this storyline is so, I mean, mm-hmm. it's unfortunately, it's not the only one. There's so many TV shows where it's like teacher-student relationship and it's mm-hmm. framed as like, like I mean, Dawson's Creek did it. Um, uh-huh. it? Um, Riverdale does it. Degrassi does it again later. Mm-hmm. Like, they a lot of shows do this and do not like really dig into why this is an issue. It's always just like, oh, but like, you know, like they're both hot for each other. So like, why not? And like, oh, well, the, the student's like almost old enough. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah. call the cops, man. Come on. <laughs> um, But we're in the clear for this episode because she wants to buy him a drink. But this is when he introduces his girlfriend, Charlie. And... Charlie clocks. She fucking clocks Paige. She's like, listen, I recognize game. Game recognize game. And I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to slide up into his DMs. And this is my man. Okay? So step off. And this is like, okay, so Charlie's attitude is like, oh, I think she's a crush on you. Hee hee hee. I'll have a Shirley Temple for the kid. It's a school night. But uh-huh. like, um, I hope after that she was like, do what the fuck were you had to drink with this like under because my i don't know as an adult woman if i had let's say um, a boyfriend who was like oh student teacher and their student showed up and who was underage and is like trying to talk to them my attitude wouldn't be like oh let's get her out of here because like she's competition it's more like are you trying to fuck this student yeah. it would be like wait what like i would be like what the are you like a pedophile? Like, I would be like, <laughs> yeah, I would start like, questioning everything. Yeah, it would not be a jealousy thing. It would totally be like a, what are we doing here? Like, what do you understand? This is inappropriate, right? Like, you can't be doing this. Yeah. It again. Yeah, it's like that. It's a tone that they're creating. That again, Paige is in competition. Has uh, a chance that it's like no, 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 no. That's <laughs> that should not be the tone. <laughs> It should be, no, Paige, you are wrong. This is wrong. You can't do it. But it's not just like, no, it's very much age is just a number mentality. That Yeah. And it's really just the framing. Because I feel like yeah, if they wanted the to explore this storyline, I guess, I don't, I really don't like this this storyline. But like, okay, let's say they have to for some reason. There's a gun, gun to your head. You have to tell the story of a student-teacher relationship. They need to frame it in a way that's like, this is bad. It's not. It's framed as like, oh, it's like she's just like going for a guy. Like any other guy. And it's like, oh, like Paige is just kind of like, she's going for the guy who doesn't really like her. 
versus uh-huh. like as opposed to like no she's going for a guy who was like inappropriate it's uh-huh. not the same thing yeah yeah uh but you know where wh- whatever it t- takes <laughs> whatever it takes um but t to be continued with the two of them yeah um so we get our final moments so we're at the studio and everyone the recording studio everyone shows up to record and um you know we got the tambourine we got the accordion and ash is asking if they're for real she's like listen i take my music very seriously okay i've talked about it with my therapist that this is a really good outlet for me and i think i'm really good it's like i want to take this seriously (laughs) um and uh everyone basically looks at craig and this is when craig finally tells her that she needs to leave um but <laughs> you need to leave <laughs> but Sorry. it's just the band he doesn't want it <laughs> he's like honestly what? seriously sweetie it's these it's these, it's these bitches these hating ass bitches not me though yeah. i love you love Which, me, i love you girl <laughs> again if he if he had before kissing her if he had come down and explained it to her maybe before the recording recording state um studio situation um he would have been like hey you know we won this competition as a band we want to record this as a band like which I hope is you like understand. it's fair it's fair that they would be kind of like annoyed too because like she was our competition she didn't win yeah but now she gets to like get in on it too I would, I would be kind of like salty like or if she's gonna get into it you have to really sell her as like guys like you know ashley's like she's a, adding a, something it's a really good musician she's adding something instead you're you're rewriting you're rearranging the song so it's just <laughs> her playing the keyboard what the fuck mm-hmm. i'm doing over here i have a whole last uh, drum kit what am i gonna do with this Exactly. I'm just going to count you off and I'm going to sit there with my hands under my ass. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Ash says, it's okay. It's just business. Um, but the, which, I mean, it is, again, if they would have just communicated, but it's obvious with the way that she says it, that she's saying it with a little bit of sarcasm and that she's hurt by it. Yeah. You just kiss um, me, bro. And you're kicking out the band. <laughs> exactly. What is what does this mean, hun? Um so uh Ash leaves and so they end up recording the original um song that won the contest and Craig is singing and it sounds really good. But <laughs> then, sorry. At one I'm I'm just kind of I kind of think it's shady to Jimmy that they're like <laughs> Like, really, like, really fucked. Like, it's fucked up that Ash is there. But it's like, Ash is there and Jimmy's not. Like, we should add that into the argument, you know? Like. Yeah. Like, we're trying <laughs> we're to replace doing... Jimmy. Like. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. It is. Um, but uh, while Craig is singing, he's, like, singing and then also looking longingly at <laughs> the keyboard that's still there. <laughs> It's like, that's where my my girl was. And, you know, of course, he, being the artist that he is, he's like, stop, stop, stop. (sighs) Like, I can't do this. The song, it was, it was always about her. Like, it was always about her. And it's like, well, yeah. But like, is he just realizing that? Because I'm like, yeah, you like (laughs) literally wrote it about, to say Paul, like, (laughs) this episode, I don't like this episode because it doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, it's like, 
it's like he just like it's like he wrote this song and then never he thought it was about nobody and then all of a sudden he's like wait it's it's about Ashley I'm like no we literally saw you write it about <laughs> yeah, Ashley that was a plot line <laughs> that was like a very major plot line what are you talking about and on top of that it's like bro you could just like record it and then catch her later like it's not like that like you have Again, to I, she's, we have she's two not going hours. to Paris like she's going <laughs> she's going home like, just go to her house. Like, yeah, this is giving, this is fucking giving Lauren Conrad ditching Paris to stay with Jason. Like, you got opportunities here, okay? You will always be known as the man that left the recording contract prize, okay? For Ashley. Yeah. And, like, you didn't, the thing is, is, like, you didn't have to choose one or the other. It was actually, exactly. like, you, could, you could actually do both, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. It, like, it, it, one of them didn't hinge on the other one. <laughs> Listen, okay. Ash, Ash had an ultimatum. She was like, either you're gonna be with me and Malibu, or you have to go to Paris. It's one or the other, okay? Right. She, he acts like it's like, oh, I could either eat this peanut butter sandwich or watch TV, and I'm like, you could do both. You could watch eat the peanut butter sandwich while watching TV. Like, you don't have to do one or the other. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> poor poor I love, Marco I love, and Spinner. I love when this show tries to like put like like el- like add tension and it's like wait but like no it's like there's no tension here just like do both like bro exactly. it's crazy I don't know why I keep saying bro I don't say that that often but <laughs> I, also, I say Bezzy now I say bro I, what can I say I'm, I'm evolving guys ah. so yeah, I'm just like I'm evolving I'm just like a new girl I'm a new thing um so he leaves the song recording to leave and literally run out of the the company building after Ash. And she's like across the street because it's been like one minute. It wasn't even long. Like, <laughs> they literally started. <laughs> she's like waiting for the, the street light to change so she gets crossed. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, Craig rushes up to her and explains that, you know, like it was all about you and you know, it was always you and Ash rightfully calls him stupid you're so yeah, stupid like, craig right i'm like boy good to go in there I, I don't know why she just didn't walk back with him like let's mm. go like i'll i'm gonna hang out while you guys do this if we're getting back together why does it have to be like a whole like we have to run off together it's like just go back in and record exactly. the damn song yeah. yeah um but they, this is their romantic moment, and they kiss, and I guess now they're back together. I can't remember. Yeah, yes. they're back yeah, together. Yeah, they're back now. together. And that's it. That's the that's the episode. Um, so so long to that uh, possible music career. Um, <laughs> So, so long to uh, a band friendship. The band is broken up. I mean, the band was broken up. I hope you're happy, Craig. (laughs) This was very much like, Spitter broke that band up when he brought Manny to the garage. Again, that Manny was impregnated in. um, I know. Oh my God. (laughs) Ash and Craig are both in the garage. So... It, we'll put Got some it. of the blame on, on Spinner with that one, but yeah, the band's the band's done. Yeah, the band is messy. Ugh. You know, I don't love that episode. No, it's not. It's like one of my least favorite, not not my least favorites of all time, but like it's definitely of this season. I'm like, it's very filler. It's like, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. 
Uh, they like they were like, all right, we had a school shooting. We had to address the school shooting right after. This is our filler, easy breezy, beautiful cover yeah, girl episode. E- absolutely, and like set, set up for like we have to sit to set up um, Paige and Mister Oleander. We have to set up Ashley and Craig. So like we're just gonna fill this in between. Like it's not right really that deep of an episode. Yeah. But anyway, um, song choice? Question mark. Yes. Why don't you give your song choice first? Sure. Um, I was inspired by the romantic pursuits, even though Paige's is definitely ill-advised. I was inspired by both, you know, her and Craig. So I decided to go with a hit from, like, I think the summer of 2005. I could be wrong. But Let Me Love You by Mario. Oh, shit. I mean, that... I mean, that's a forever bop. I love that song. It's one I forget about and then I hear it. And I'm like, oh, this song was so good. And it's like one of those like, it's a it's an easy but perfectly sounding sing-along sound, song. Yeah. That everyone could hit. You know? Yeah. And it's, like a, it's a fun one. It's a fun like, kind of like slow R&B, but you can kind of like do like a nice little two-step to it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Thank you. What about you? Um... I also was going along with the um, romantic escapades um, and I chose uh, a Pussycat Dolls song, Stick With Chew. So. Oh, yeah. Which is. That's a good a one. Bop. If you have not listened to that, like, just go ahead. Like, if you like, it's very much like a cool breeze on a fall sunny day. It's giving you're sitting in a warm bath like that was drawn for you while sipping on a glass of wine. It's just it's giving all of that. Um, yeah, that's a good song. And yeah, but uh, what what <laughs> what this what's not giving is this episode. So it's fine. Yeah, we both song picked really good R&B pop songs of the era. And I don't know if this episode, if Neutron Dance deserved it, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) We do what we can. Next week, we'll be back for a two-parter, Voices Carry. Oh, I love that song. Um, In part one, Ashley's dad's wedding has arrived, and she reconciles her relationship with Craig by losing her virginity to him. Afterward, Ashley is rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> she said, oh, fuck. So when he said the wedding, I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, cringiest. One of the cringiest moments of the show. Um, in a good way. And that, like, it's a it's a good, like, tense moment. But yeah. it is so, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Afterward, Ashley is rubbed the wrong way when Craig exhibits less than normal behavior. Meanwhile, JT and Liberty work together to put on a play in order to raise school spirit. And in part two, Ashley realizes that Craig's mood swings are more than what she thought they would be as he spirals into a deep depression and starts to display destructive behavior. Meanwhile, after landing themselves in detention, Liberty and JT share a moment that brings them closer together. Ow, ow. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, even even B-plot is going to be, you know, a bit of a groundbreaking episode, a twist, if you will. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, it is. Um, can't wait to cover that one. It's a really good episode. Me too. Um, but if you don't have anything else to say to the people, shall we sign off? Let's get on out of here. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we will catch you later, Broomheads. Bye, Broomheads. <laughs>